This is Victor from Megasheen. I am doing a show with just me tonight. Nick is doing tech for his um, show. So he is, you know, making sure he's hitting his steps right, hitting those notes um, for the stage show he's working on. So he's with us in spirit tonight. But it will be me um, just talking about the same old stuff we always talk about. Geeky, queer, PLC stuff um, that we love to bring to you every week. I hope y'all been doing good. Um, it has been a nice long weekend. You know, Martin Luther King celebration was the other day. So hopefully y'all have some time to kind of sit back and think about some of the accomplishments that Dr. King and his wife and his crew kind of, you know, brought to us over the years and how that still remains uh, something true to us today, especially today. Because as you know, this week we entered the age of apocalypse. So, you know, hopefully we have some time to really look back and think about what we have accomplished as well as what we do need to continue on. So I'm going to take this moment to thank Dr. King for his dream and his, you know, his drive to do what he needed to do to make change. And let's keep that in mind as we move into the age of apocalypse. We still need to make change. We still need to keep hope alive. So um let's just keep that in mind as we move forward because it's going to be a little tough and as you remember from our past episodes we've talked about what we're going to do for 2017 so keep that in mind we need to keep hope alive and we need to keep doing what we do which is always talk about you know the stuff that we need to talk about when it comes to diversity and it comes to inclusion but also you know fight the good fight so we're going to still be here and hopefully everybody else will be you know ready because again as I said, Age of Apocalypse is coming, so we need to get ready for that. Um, but again, I hope y'all been doing good. Um, I've been doing good. Um, just been working on my next um, graphic novel for the sequel of Strange, sequel of Strange Lore. Ah, hard to say that in one big sentence, um, which is hard. So those of you who are, who are creators and who've been writing your own comics or writing your own stories or scripts, my heart goes out to you. It is a task to kind of stay on top of these things, but also making sure you keep the story together. So, hey, if y'all out there doing this type of work, give us a shout out, you know, in the sense of tell us what you're doing. We'd love to hear about it. Love to promote it too. So, you know, let us know what you're doing because I would love to hear some of your stories and some some of your, your tips on how you keep going especially when you're writing scenes and writing panels and you know all these great things too so yeah hit us up let us know what's going on but let's get on into aunt may's tea this week we have a lot of things happening that is very interesting all over you know the geek verse so let's get into um something a little simple and that is cw's new show riverdale now, if you're not familiar with Riverdale, it is an interesting take on Archie comics. Um, Archie is one of the oldest comics out there. Um, it's always been fun to read. A lot of us have read it throughout the years. And there's been a couple of cartoons, TV movies, and different variations of the comics. Uh, for example, Life After Archie, where we deal with zombies and, and deal with Archie being dead. Um, a different spin on uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, different change with Josie and the Pussycats. Um, so it's been so many different things with the comic, um, as well as Kevin Keller, who is one of the, the 
the gay characters in the story. But we also got something interesting last year with Jughead. Now, Jughead came out as asexual, which was very interesting um, and amazing for a comic to move forward, especially a comic as old as Archie. But in the TV show Riverdale, um, he's not going to be asexual, which is kind of a bummer. Really would like to have seen an asexual character on television. I think that would be great, especially on CW, because CW reaches out to a very young audience. Um, so I think if they would have played their cards right, they would have had a you know a great character to really kind of flesh out as an asexual. Um, the actor, though, hopes that they can play um, or hopes they can, you know, kind of get into the story of Jughead being asexual. His name is Cole Sprouse, and he really wants to do that because in some ways he doesn't understand what it is to be asexual. So I think he wants this to be a learning experience, not only for the audience, but for himself as well. And so he was on Hollywood Life talking about how, you know, you know, Jughead would be, you know, in love with women and he will always love burgers because if you know the character, he loves hamburgers. Um, but um, he would not be ex- asexual right now, but he's going to be fighting for this character to become asexual. And, you know, and that's nice to hear, you know, that he really wants this character to be um, asexual. And as I said before, it'd be nice to have a character um, out there where we can kind of explore with him what it is to be an asexual character, especially today. So it'd be nice to see that. Um, I really hope the producers and writers think twice about it. It would be neat. So again, think about it. Maybe somewhere down mid-season or in the second season. Because, um, you know, shows on CW do get a second season, most of them. So hopefully they will really explore this. Um, and explore this with Jughead. And it'd be neat to see that in the show. Now, if you haven't heard a lot about Riverdale, it's, again, taking the classic characters from Archie, but it looks like they're going into this interesting I Know What You Did Last Summer slash Veronica Mars route. So, um, if you're not familiar with those two things, check those out. Especially Veronica Mars. has a great series. Love Veronica Mars. But it feels like that's what Riverdale's going into. So, check that out. It looks really interesting. I'm going to check it out. Um, We'd love to hear what y'all think about it when you see it. Um, what else is going on? Oh, yes. So, as you know, last week, as soon after we did our show, we found out that Inhumans, a call sheet was leaked. And we learned a lot of interesting things from this call sheet. So we know that the main family will be in it. We know that Medusa, Black Bolt, Triton, Crystal, um, Karnak, and I want to make sure I remember all of the characters... Let's see, I think Maximus is going to be in this um, series. Now, in the comics, they're all white, except um, Triton. He's kind of a fish-looking guy. Um, But in the call sheet, the main characters, like Black Bolt, Medusa, and Crystal, are white. Now, um, Karnak, Gorgon, I'm sorry, I left out Gorgon, Triton, they will be um, open. So they can be any race. But to be fair, Triton is a fish guy. So that really doesn't count. So it's kind of, you know, 
I was hoping that they would kind of play with the diversity of this group because, you know, they're from another planet. They're from another world. So it would have been ni- nice to see the Inhumans as something different. Um, but, you know, I trust Marvel. I trust what they will be doing. So this may be, you know, far different than what we expect. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep an open mind about it, but it would be nice if we had a more diverse family. But the neat thing about the Inhumans are there other Inhumans that are not a part of the royal family. So we do have Kamala Khan, who is um, Muslim and Pakistani-American, who is also known as Miss Marvel. Um, Moon Girl is also, um, I think, partly um, Inhuman as well. So maybe she may be introduced. And, and it's been neat to have this young black character in the comics lately as well. So she might be introduced in this. We don't know. But um, I want to keep the diversity diversity thing going, especially when it comes to, you know, the comic book TV shows. And Marvel's been mm, in the B plus of doing this. So hopefully they will take some cues from, you know, the fans and kind of maybe, you know, diversify or bring in some of the other Inhumans who are very diverse into the storyline. And I have to say this. I'm obsessed with Crystal and Medusa. I have always been obsessed with Crystal and Medusa for many years. I love the fact that Medusa's hair is like powerful and it can do all these great things. But I also love Crystal. Crystal, I love the fact that she controls the elements. Um, and she's always been something that I just really enjoy, especially from her days in Fantastic Four. She was a member of Fantastic Four when Sue, I think, was pregnant. She became a member and Medusa was a member too. Um, but there was a time where they both served as Fantastic Four members and those were some pretty good comics. So if you get bored and you're looking for some things to check out, I will say, you know, kind of go back and see if you can look at some old comics featuring Medusa and Crystal as members of the Fantastic Four. Um, let's see, it's moving on. So, oh, Hugh Jackman, his fine ass, um, put out a tweet that talks about the official... The kind of the official plot of Logan, and as you know, Logan is the next X movie that's coming out that's going to kind of go from the stories of Old Man Logan. And if you remember Old Man Logan and those stories, the X-Men are gone from the comic, and he's, you know, trying to, you know, fight the good fight still. He's like one of the only ones left. Um, but he did tweet kind of the plot and here's what it this is his tweet. In his tweet, he said, In the near future, a weary Logan cares for an alien Professor X in a hideout on the Mexican border. But Logan attempt, Logan's attempts to hide from the world and his legacy are upended when a young mutant arrives, being pursued by dark forces. Now, this young mutant that we know is, is really interesting because... This young mutant is X-24. So we know that that is going to be an interesting character because it's basically based off him. And um, it's a clone of him. So it'll be very interesting to see this character and what that character will look like um, in this movie. Now, we know what Laura looks like. We've seen Laura in the comics, and it's been really neat. Um, but um, we've seen some pictures of what Laura looks like in the movie, but we'll, I, I, I'm excited to see how she will act. 
movie. And also, look at that Professor X. My God, he looks rough. Have y'all seen the pictures? He looks rough. <laughs> so he may not make it in this, but I'm very curious to hear what happens to the X-Men. Where are the X-Men? Are some of them alive, some of them dead? I like the fact that they're bringing back Donald Pierce. Donald Pierce was the cyborg member of the Hellfire Club. Um, he's a classic member of this club, but also he was the lead in the Reavers. If you remember the Reavers, they were part of the Outback X-Men when they were in Australia. They were, you know, these cyborg, you know, mercenaries that belonged to Donald. And um, at one point, Lady Deathstrike was a part of this too. So, you know, the movie, from what I've seen in the trailers, looks really good. And I'm really excited to kind of, you know, get into this because the X-Men movies need a break. They need a good break. Um, in two ways, well, I mean, they need a break from making them, but they also need a good break. Like, here's a good solid movie. They haven't really had a good solid movie since X2. And Wolverine... Mm, well, the Wolverine wasn't bad. You know, the second one was not bad, but they, 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 they put too much in it to where I really cared. So... Like, what they did with Viper was a mess. But maybe Logan would be the better one. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm hoping that Logan would be the better the better movie. Because, as I said before, they need they need a break. They need a good break. Um, and, you know, I'm wishing for the best. But it does look good. Um, it does look like it's going to be really exciting. And... You know, he, you know, here we go. You know, please give us a good movie because y'all need it. If not, you know what you need to do. <laughs> you know, you need to give it back to Marvel. And speaking of X-Men movies, um, so we got the word. You know, let's not say the word because this is kind of a rumor. But a lot of outlets are reporting that we may see the Dark Phoenix storyline. And the reason why we may see it is because right now, if you are um, kind of on the webs, you've heard about X-Men Supernova. Now, X-Men Supernova was kind of this, um, this weird um, production listing that popped up and people were like, what does that mean? What is that supposed to mean? Um, now, some people are saying this is proof that this is about Dark Phoenix. Now, if you remember X3, <laughs> it's funny because you think about X3, you're just like, okay, really? X3. You know, it's hard because X3 kind of ruined the overall franchise. You know, Brett Ratner got a hold of it because Bryce Singer went off to do Superman Returns. And so when he did that, it gave it to Brett Ratner and we got Jean Grey in this Hillary Clinton pantsuit and everything else. I think, I think we got the best storm ever, but we got the worst storyline ever of this entire thing, too. So, anyway, they are looking into possibly this supernova may be the Dark Phoenix saga. Now, if you remember in, um, in the last movie with Apocalypse, um, Jean already had the Phoenix power. Which I was not a fan of because I, I still want Gene to be Gene. But then they have this whole 
storyline with the Shi'ar and everything else and how she got it and how you're going to do it. Now, how you tell that story, personally, that should be a Netflix series. Dark Phoenix Saga would be a great 10-episode, you know, series if they did it right. But apparently, because of this production listing that went up, um, this supernova has whispered a lot of rumors that it's what that this is where they're going. And in some sense, it seems like that is the next step. However, there are some issues because, as you know, certain contracts are are going to be up at play. So, so the character, so the actors who are playing Professor X, uh, Magneto, Michael Fassbender, and what have you, they're, you know, they may want to ask more money. May not want to come back. Jennifer Lawrence may not want to come back, which that'd be fine. I do, I don't really care to see her or Mystique. In, in any more X movies personally I think we have just kind of overused her but there is this rumor and we'll see what's going to happen with that rumor um, but we also know that New Mutants may be coming out as well that's their next movie where they are going to kind of you know hit on the the demon bear um, storyline which was a very good storyline back in the early days of New Mutants um, there's a graphic novel out there, so if you want to get, you know, versed in that, check that out. Um, but again, this is a rumor. But I want to talk about it because I just, I cringe to think about the fact that they may be trying to go down that path with Dark Phoenix. And I just, the cartoon did a good job of doing it. I don't know if you can do it in the movie. I, if you want to do it in the movie, you'll have to be two movies. And you really have to have a director and a writer and producer who can really deliver the story. We can't. We just can't have the mess that we've had before. And personally, the X-Men movies recently have not been up to par. To me, they are <laughs> the episode, you know, I guess... Four, five, and six, um, Star Wars versions to me that they're, they're like those, like the they like what we've seen so far is like the Phantom Menace and the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. I don't, I don't know, you know. I my dream and y'all have heard me talk about this before is Marvel to get it back and just reboot everything, but we'll see how this rumor pans out. I really hope it stays a rumor. I don't want it to be anything else. Um, but a rumor because Dark Phoenix is one is my introduction to the X-Men that was the first com that was the first graphic novel I bought it was how I really got involved with, with the comics and so when I think about it I just want them to either really think about doing it or not and right now I'm at a not <laughs> all right what else we have on the tray oh lord so Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God, y'all may know him from the Breakfast Club and from other things he said. He's always saying something interesting, sometimes stupid. Um, but it was a shock the other day when I was on Twitter and I saw that he had his own Marvel comic. Yes, they did a Marvel comic based on a New Year's Eve party, where I guess he was throwing a party and you know some of the heroes was invited. And all that good stuff. Um, you can get it online. Get it on Marvel online if you want it. I think it's, I think it's only $2. I don't want it. But anyway, um, it's there. And, you know, some people said it was okay. Some people like saying, like, eh, it was garbage. Um, 
I find it interesting that Charlemagne got his own comic. I think there's other people that probably could have done this or they could have reached out to. I don't know if they thought that reaching out to Charlemagne was going to reach out to a different crowd to re- to read Marvel. Um, I don't know. I haven't read the comic, so I can't shade it personally. But because of Charlemagne, I don't want to read it. I just don't. I just don't have the desire to read it. You know, I appreciate them reaching out. And if again, this is what they think of, if this is what they thought of reaching out to our community, uh, not a good choice. There's other people they could have reached out to. <laughs> um, but, you know, shout out to him for getting this. But, you know, I'm going to side with a lot of the, you know, the comic book geeks out there. Just was not a fan of this story. Or even reading about this. Again, there's so many other people they could reach out to. Yeah, they could reach out to Beyonce and ask her to do a story. You know, somebody that everybody would like to hear something from, you know. I'm surprised they haven't even reached out to Beyonce. You know, maybe they have. But I'm really surprised they haven't reached out to Beyonce. In fact, if you're going to do it, go for somebody that we all want. Even Drake. You know, somebody... I don't know. I can't... Again, I have not read it, so I I should not shade it because I have not read it. But again, because it's Charlemagne, I just struggle a little bit with that. So I'm just saying, I I don't know if we <laughs> I don't know if we really need needed that. But hey, he's got his own comic. I can't complain. I don't. So well, I do, but it's not about me. But still, Charlemagne got a comic. Um, let's see. What else do we have? This is a very Marvel heavy. We were very DC heavy last week. This is kind of Marvel heavy this week. Um, the Defenders photos came out in Entertainment Weekly and they look really good. Um, I'm really excited to see this. Um, I think it's going to be a fun show. As we know, Sigourney Weaver is going to be the villain and I'm excited about that too. Um, but as you know, (laughs) there was a few pictures that was questionable. Like, I was, like, looking at, you know, <laughs> Lord, looking at um, Iron Fist, Danny Rand, and there was a picture of him showing his nipple. I think he was trying to show his tattoo on his chest, but, like, he was trying to show his nipple. It looks so Sean Cody. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I was like, all right, is this a porn studio? Is this Cocky Boys? But, um... It was, you know, besides that, it was really cute. And I, I'm going to put myself out here in the street with this. I know a lot of people are not excited that Iron Fist is a white man. And I get it. I I'm, I totally get it. But I'm going to give it a shot. I'm I'm, I'm not going to clown on him because I feel, like I'm, I feel like a lot of us are clowning on him and we don't know what we're going to get from it. They did get Colleen Wing right. That was hard to say that uh, at once. Um, she is half Asian. Um, they did get that right. So I, I'm more excited about her, and I'm glad she's been introduced. Um, but I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm going to cut back on the Danny Rand shade. Shade. Uh, I'm gonna give it a shot. This could be a very good series. Um, they said, and I had some friends from within, um, give me some heads up that it is not what we think. So keep an open mind. I'm going to trust my friends in the industry because, again, they are in the industry. It's a good thing about working, you know, living here in L.A. and living near those studios. Um, but they are, you know, saying that, you know, we need to keep open mind. 
I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But continue to have your fun with it. I'm just going to kind of cut back. So I'm like, okay, it's getting a little, it's getting a little crispy, a little old. So I'm going to leave Danny alone. And hopefully when we get Iron Fist, it will deliver. But please don't. Let's just be careful with the nipple shot. That was a little bit too much for me. I was not really excited about that part. But again, the pictures look great. I'm so excited. And, you know, I'm really excited for more Jessica Jones. I have... I'm obsessed with Jessica Jones. That 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 first season just blew me away. It was just so much in that first season. And then look at it again, it was so much more. So I'm very excited. And I'm also excited about Misty Knight being Defenders. If you have seen some of those pictures, it is she's in there, her hair is killing it, she is popping. I can't wait to see what we get from Misty in this series. And, you know, hopefully, Marvel, you give Misty a series too. There's so much we need to see from Misty. And you can give you either give her her own series or put her and Colleen together, get Dars of the Dragon. Because they have some great stories too. And if y'all have the opportunity, peep some of those comics peep a lot of the heroes for hire because they was they were also in that there's also in um some of the early comics um where they were they had their own um uh, which was featured in like marvel fanfare but and marvel and i think marvel team up but they also was featured in a lot of power man and iron fist stories too so check some of those out as well but again give her a show give her more you know, off in the show. I mean, we got plenty of her and Luke Cage, but I want more. Give us more. We all accept, obsessed. So give us more Misty Knight and this upcoming Defender series as well. That's possibly Dawn's of a Dragon or her own series. I'm just saying. Let's see. And we're going to close up with. <laughs> so y'all seen it. Joseph Fiennes, who is a good actor, is going to be playing Michael Jackson. Yes, a white man is playing a black man and in this day and age. Um, there's been some pictures of him already, which is... It is what it is. Um, and if some of y'all remember when Michael Jackson talked to Oprah, he did not want a white man playing him. So I feel like that these people were kind of mocking him and being disrespectful. I really don't care what this movie's about, but I'm, I just saw the pictures and I was just like... Really? I know some of y'all were like, what in the hell is this? And I was too. So, very interesting. Um, I just don't want them to get somebody white playing Prince. Because you know that's coming next. You know how they do. So, I don't want to see that. I'm hoping <laughs> that um, that will not happen. But again, this whatever this movie is coming out is going to happen. So, We'll probably hear and see more. We'll probably see Joseph Fiennes really defending this role. Probably crying on TV because, you know, we're going to come for him for this. Because um, you do not come for Michael the King Jackson. You just do not do this. So, I'm just saying the pictures look a mess. This movie's going to be a mess. We're going to see, you know, Joseph out here trying to promote it. And we're going to probably <laughs> drag him down the street. So, get ready for that. Oh man, so I, I guess that's it for the tea this week. Um, again, there was so much stuff happening. Um, but you know, oh, shout out to Universal FanCon because not only did they reach their goal, but they went over their goal. 
they made more money than what is expected. I think they didn't really, you know, they didn't plan, uh, you know, going so much over, but I think they went over, like, triple the amount. So, good for them. You know, I'm really excited. I donated um, to help out and everything else. I'm looking forward to seeing that in 2018. And, you know, hopefully y'all... Get your coins together because, you know, they about to have this show and we need to be out to support it. So I think it's going to be in Maryland. I think it's going to be in Baltimore. Um, so please check that out. I want to double check that. But please, um, if you get a chance, y'all need to support that. I mean, again, it came out of nowhere and it did exactly what we wanted it to do. It, you know, it raised so much money. Um, oh my God. So they needed $25,000, but these folks raised almost $60,000. So amazing. It had over 1,100, almost 1,200 backers. And so this is really, really exciting because this is for us. This is for people of color. This is for queer people. This is for, you know, the, the fans that don't get heard or get a chance to really speak out. Um, when it comes to some of the things that we face in the geek world. So I'm excited for this. Um, and shout out to um, Black Girl Nerds and the Black Geeks for getting this together. Jamie, you are a beast and I love you for that. So this is really going to be exciting. Um, I'm so happy this is happening and I'm going to save my coins because I want to be there. I want to go maybe jump on the panel um <laughs> but um yeah this is gonna be neat it's gonna be at the baltimore um, convention center and i've been there several times for different conventions and i love baltimore so i am going to save up so it will take place in april 27th to the 29th in 2018 so girls save y'all coins save your coins because we all need to be at this this is going to be the first one we need to represent and be seen so we got plenty of time to save that money if you put twenty dollars from every check you get and some of you get paid bi-weekly great if you can put fifty dollars from every check you get paid monthly do that up until it's time to go um okay Maybe a little bit more so you can have a little bit more money for those who may not be as close like me. But, you know, put your money together. Plan this out. We do need to be there and support, okay? So do that because I'm very, very happy they raised a lot of money. Again, almost $60,000 and they only need 25000 Come on. That proves that there is a need for this, y'all. So let's go out here and support it. All right, so we're now going to get into the king size issue. So, again, missing Nick. So we're to do this without Nick. Um, I decided that we should talk about supporting each other because Universal Fan Con kind of brought up a lot of feelings in the sense of how we support each other. And I think that we do need to support each other. We need to be out there for each other. As people of color... Especially if you're queer people of color, it feels like we're not all connected sometimes. And I think we need to kind of look at the commonalities we do have. A lot of us are into the characters and the geeked world and the geek universe and the games and everything. We, we're kind of connected to a lot of that. And I love Twitter because there's been a lot of people that Nick and I have really gotten in contact with because of our love for these things. And I think that there's so many of us are doing great things that we don't get 
the shout outs or praise that we need to. So I think it's up to us that when we see each other, we acknowledge each other's work and we acknowledge some of the great things people are doing and tweet that, talk about that, support that, donate to it. Because it's not easy out there, especially when you're trying to break in or you're trying to do something a little different. It's not easy. And I think, you know, as people of color, as queer people of color, we do need to kind of collect ourselves and really promote each other. We need to become a very strong force. I think by supporting each other, um, it just shows how much of us are out here, but also all the great things we really have to offer. I really want us to really, you know, get out there and say, hey, I, this person here, he's, he's drawing his own comic. Let's promote that. Let's let me just retweet it. Re, what, what, what's going to hurt you to retweet? You know, sometimes I, I think it's interesting that when we, you know, sometimes we will like something or we may not want to say anything or do anything. Just do it. Take that. Take that personal risk. If that's a personal risk, you challenge yourself. Do that. Like something, retweet something, because you never know what that does for that person. Because I feel like what we need to do, something that I've decided that I was going to do this year, is really be more supportive when it comes to people of color, um, especially queer people of color, who are trying to create something new, trying to change the geek verse, trying to get a voice out there. I want to support that. I want us to be just so heard you can't block us out you can't put earplugs to stop you can't do anything you will have to hear us you will have to see us um i'm i made a conscious effort to really promote and do that um and again well, one of the reasons why we created um mega sheen was to do that to promote especially when it comes to queer people of color to really promote um what we're doing because Again, there's so many of us who are so talented, so many of us who are so talented out there. And I just feel like that we need to be heard and seen. And shout out to those who are doing a lot of great stuff to making sure that we're doing it. Like um, Tanika Stotts. Stotts. I'm trying to say her name correctly, but she's been doing a great job promoting queer people of color by doing anthologies like Beyond and... Um, some other and elements and some of the other things that are coming out in the comic world. She's doing a great job helping other people raise money on their Kickstarter. She is amazing. Um, I think about Terry Blige, who is doing great work. He's either drawing his own comic, telling his own stories about his culture through his comics, um, and making sure that stuff is heard too. I think about um, just so many people who are really trying to make sure that, you know, something is happening. Something is really making a difference uh, when it comes to making sure our voices are heard. Uh, I think about um, just so many brand new artists that you see on Tumblr. How many artists have you, are you following? Because if you're not following a lot of artists, on Tumblr, you were crazy. You need to check out some of this work. It's so amazing. Please do that. I think about my friend Tavares Jones, who is a great artist, um, singer, queer person who's out there making a difference when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, I think about Sean Z, 
who is a pro of creating comics that is geared towards people of color and queer people as well. Um, so much people, so many people that are really putting some stuff out there with queer content, people of color content um, that is very important. Think about America Chavez and that comic that's coming out very soon. So, you know, I'm just saying we need to be really supportive of each other. We really need to uplift each other. And again, as I said, people of color who are creators and, you know, designers and makers and doers, we all need to team together. We all need to team together. Um, I think about black girl nerds. I think about, you know, the black geeks. I think about fan bros. I think about all these people who have worked with so many others and have a lot of fans. We need to kind of get together to, you know, make sure that we are, you know, putting us in the forefront. Because we do need to make sure that when you think about comics, you think about games, you think about sci-fi, that you see people of color, that you know who the artists are, that you know that people of color are writing that, that you know that sexuality is being talked about and appreciated. And I think that is something that we do need to continue to do. Um, it's 2017, so I think that should be a, a goal in some form of how we diversify geekdom, that needs to be a big goal. And as I said for myself, that's something that I'm doing personally. Um, I hope you think about doing that as well. That's a big goal of Megashine that we're out here to promote queer people of color and, and all the works that they do. So, hey, we want to make sure that you are, you know, supported and loved and appreciate it for all the things oh another person dj kirkland who's amazing with his comics and illustration you know check him out on twitter he's working on a, a comic called black modge and i think it's really really interesting to see um so hey we do need to support each other we do need to be out there you know fighting a good fight but also making sure that our voices are heard i can't say that enough i feel like i'm saying it over and over and over again but i can't say it enough it, it's important for us to do it's important for us to do, especially in this day and age, um, as we hit the age of apocalypse, we need to make sure that our work is seen. So, you know, keep that in mind as we move into this year. I think it's very important. I think it would be healing to see us support each other. I think it would be wonderful to really see us connect together. And so, you know, when you go to the cons or when you go to any events that's geek um, or queer theme, think about that and think about connecting with others and think about really following each other on Twitter and really supporting the work that they do. Because I think that's how we become a force. And I think that's when we become um, just something to be reckoned with. I really do. I really do. Again, I think like I'm just saying things over and over again. But I cannot express why it's just, it's imperative for us to really, really support each other and be there for each other. So if you, you know, are on Twitter, if you're on social media, find all of us and kind of, you know, connect, talk to us, talk back. We'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll do those things to make sure that we are supporting each other and making a difference. So yeah, let's do that. All right. So that's pretty much it for the episode this week. Um, Nick will be back, you know, we, as you know, he is working on his show. We miss him. As I said, this is hard to do without another person. It's like, I'm just talking to a wall. 
<laughs> so I apologize if it just sounds like I'm just talking crazy, but we wanted to give you a show this week. So please follow us on Megasheen Pod or Megasheen Pod, which is our podcast Twitter, and the Megasheen, which is our news um, Twitter as well. You can follow Nick on Porter Pizzazz on Twitter. You can follow me, Wonderman5 with two N's. Um, we also have a website, so go to Megasheen to see that. Um, you know, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, like us on iTunes, like us, you know, give us a review. Tell us what you think about the show. Tell us what you would like to see here, whatever. Also, if you want to send us questions, please send us questions. You can DM us if you follow us on either of the Megasheens. Um, you can, if you follow either Nick or myself, you can DM us with questions. We would love to answer questions online. Um, so yeah, do all those great things. And I hope y'all have a great night and we will see you next week.